four one. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, eight zero six. Uh, You're now tuning in to a sports talk podcast produced by the Right Way Sports Network and CEO Malik Wright. Be sure to follow the team's social media on Instagram at TWSNet, on Twitter at TWSNet, and on Facebook at the Right Way Sports Network. We want to change the way you view sports and get your information. And there's only one way to do that. The Right Way. Sports Network. First off, if you would like to listen to any of our podcasts, we are also on Anchor, which will direct you to all of our podcasts from Apple to Spotify. And if you would like to catch any of our podcasts, go ahead and click the link in our bio. If you would like to donate to potentially help this podcast continue to grow, you can do that there as well. I am actually running a solo show today. Um, as I am Ravens Tribune, uh, my two co-hosts were unable to be here today, so Let's get this started. I'm going to be going over the Ravens 2021 cap space situation. Um, obviously, as many, as you, many of you know, we have a pretty pretty big deal going over these next couple of years with some of our free agents. Um, you know, specifically in the 2021 year, uh, the biggest one being Ronnie Stanley. Um, Ronnie Stanley is obviously probably one of the best, if not the best, tackle in the league. And with Tunsil's contract situation that was over $21 million, well, we are going to be in a hole with Ronnie Stanley. And, you know, because I personally see Stanley being better than Tunsil. So you have to think that Stanley's going to command probably around the 23-year range, I believe so. Um, I, I, that's at least what I what I think is going to happen. Um and currently, I just want to say that we are projected to have around $70 million in cap room for the 2021 offseason. Um, so not not a ton to work with, honestly. Um, I just want to go over some of our some of our bigger free agents, uh, not including Ronnie Stanley. Um, obviously, Matthew Judon is one of them, as he's on the franchise tag this year, unless if we come to an extension um, – Within this next week, uh, I'm a little skeptical if he'll be back in that in that next season. Just simply because, again, we don't have a ton of cap space and we have some pretty big pieces that we need to resign. Um, another one being center Matt Skura. Uh, you know, he's a he's a guy that was very good for us last year prior to his injury, and I think based you know just based upon what he does this season is what the money that he'll get in his next contract will be. So obviously I'm hoping for a bounce back, but hopefully we could potentially get him for, you know, under, under 10 million a year. And just, again, I think it just depends on how he plays this year. I think it could be within the five to 8 million a year range. Um, another pretty interesting one is corner Jimmy Smith. You know, we, uh, it was a little skeptical if he would even be back this year. So, you know, who knows what happens with Jimmy Smith? Potentially he retires. Potentially he signs elsewhere. Potentially re- we re-sign him for another year. You know, he's been – I really feel like Jimmy Smith, besides all of his off-the-field issues, his injuries, his suspensions, he's been a very underappreciated piece of this defense. And, you know, alongside Marlon and, and Marcus and Earl and Chuck, he's 
he's still a very vital piece of the secondary. So I'm I'm all for ha- having him back. And then we also have two outside linebackers and Tyus Bowser and Pernell McSee. Now this this one with Tyus is a bit interesting. This is going to be a huge prove it year for him as you know these last couple years to be honest haven't gone how we'd hoped. Um, you know he's a crazy good talent, but I, I think we were all a little bit expecting a little bit more out of him. Um, you know being the second round pick out of Houston, he had loads of potential, but I, I think I think he could potentially show up this year in, in a bigger way than he has in the past few years. Obviously, he's got a lot more talent in front of him this year than normal, but, you know, hopefully he hopefully he can take, you know, some of the sacks that kind of, you know, Clyde Campbell and Derek Wolf open up on the outside. Um, so I, I think this could be a, a, a big year for Tyus. Obviously, him and Matt Judon are going to be, I feel like, the two outside pass rush pieces that, you know, really – really shine this year as as you guys if you've ever listened to one of our previous shows you would know that I'm a huge Judon advocate and I believe that him being with the team only helps us I and then I think this is a year that Judon's going to be in the 12 plus sack range so that takes away from some of Tyus's production but I still think that Tyus is going to he's going to show up this year it's a contract year players tend to play better those years so you know, I think those two pieces are really going to shine for us this year. And then for Pernell McPhee, that's a bit iffy. I'm not sure. I, that one I, I really don't know about. Um, you know, I, I think he, he was a very good piece for us last year before he got hurt. But, you know, he's getting a bit older. You know, maybe we could potentially re-sign him to that minimum minimum contract. Um, we'll see. That one that one I'm I'm not entirely too sure on. And then we have uh, the co-captain, Anthony Levine, who's also a huge part of this team, special teams and, and defense and leadership. He's one of the the main leaders of this team. And, you know, there was a lot of speculation that he was potentially going to retire, actually, before this season, you know, as he's also getting up there in age. So Anthony Levine, I think, is another guy that won't get paid a ton, but potentially – potentially may retire, potentially may another vet minimum contract. Um, I think the vet minimum contracts will be our best friend these next few years, trying to find, you know, these these veterans that are just going to come in, fill a couple roster spots, will still produce for us, but aren't going to cost us an arm and a leg like some of our other extensions will. And then some of the other ones, obviously Derek Wolf was signed to a one-year contract, so we'll have to see what he does this year. Uh, Jihad Ward who's very good for us last year, signs an extension. He'll be a free agent as well. We'll have to see what he does this year. And then we have RG3. Now, I think RG3 is the one that we potentially move on from. I don't say that in a bad way that he underperforms, but more I, be, I think that RG3 could potentially get another shot to start in the NFL. You know, he's he's shown last year that he can still win. You know, he started the Week 17 game against the Steelers in pouring down rain, so it's really tough to look at the stats for that. But I, I think RG3 deserves one more shot to give it to give the starting role a chance somewhere. And I think after this season's over and he's done an unbelievable job mentoring Lamar, so I'm all for having him back if he'd like to. But – 
I, I think he moves on. He tries to go get a starting spot somewhere. And who knows where that could be. I mean, the quarterback carousel, especially this offseason, was just crazy. You know, I mean, so much movement in that market, especially. And um, so, I mean, who knows what happens next year? Who knows? Who, maybe, you know, we maybe we even potentially trade him before the season's over because we see that his contract's expiring and, you know, one of the bigger teams has a quarterback goes down, they go down and they need – and they need a backup or they need someone to come in and potentially fight for that starting spot. You know, I, I don't think we'd get more than a sixth or a seventh, probably no more than a seventh, but you know, it would still be good to see RG three get another shot. And then we have uh, Morgan Cox, who is a free agent. Obviously if you are a Ravens fan, you should know who this is, but many maybe don't. Um, he's our long snapper and He's been with the team for a very, very long time, and he's part of the Wolf Pack. So this is a bigger free agent than I think many realize, and this is one. Obviously, it's a long snapper, so it's not, you know, a, a huge vital role to the team, but he's loved in the locker room, great relationships with a lot of the coaches, but he's getting up there in age, and he has a few kids, and he's obviously not going to make probably more than a vet minimum contract. So Morgan Cox he's definitely one I could see that potentially retires after this season. So that one, that's one that we could definitely replace, I think with, with on the field, but maybe off the field, not as much. Um, So that's, that's another one to look at now. You know, again, I don't think it's a huge vital issue since it's a long snapper, but still want to keep an eye on. And then we also have Gus Edwards, a restricted free agent, um, that's one that I think is going, again, to depend on what happens this year. Obviously, he's in a super crowded backfield with now the addition of J.K. Dobbins, and he's already in the backfield with Mark Ingram and Justice Hill. So there's a lot of moving pieces there, and I don't really know where he'll be able to fit, especially if J.K. Dobbins does end up really blowing up like a lot of people believe he can. So, you know, I, I think Gus, for one, I don't really know where he'd fit here. For two, I, I almost feel like he he would want to go somewhere and try and start just as RG3 does. You know, he may want to just he, – he, and he might even get paid a lot more somewhere else than he would in Baltimore, unfortunately. I'm, I'm a big Gus the Bus fan as well, and I think he, he, he also plays a vital role for our team, but – I just I feel like we may get outbid here with with Gus, and we may get outbid in the sense that he he wants to start somewhere else. So, you know, out of this group of Rodney Stanley, Matthew Judon, Skura, Bowser, Jimmy Smith, uh, Pernell McPhee, uh, co-captain. Oh, and I forgot to mention Willie Sneed. That's another big one. Um, Derek Wolf, RG3, Jihad Ward, uh, Morgan Cox, uh, Gus Edwards. Um, out of those, I want to say the two that I believe, or two or three that I believe we should prioritize are Ronnie Stanley, Matt Skura, and I, I may even say Tyus Bowser if he blows up, and I'm a big Jihad Ward fan as well. So I think those four are probably at the top of my list for realistic to come back, and we could potentially fit in our cap space, Um 
I honestly believe that Judon could be gone after this season regardless of how he plays. I think if he plays well enough, he'll price himself out of Baltimore. Now, if he doesn't play well enough, then maybe we have a leverage and we won't need to pay him more than $15 million a year, and it would only be 12 Now, that's still tied to two players. That'd be $35 million in cap, just tied to Ronnie Stanley and Matthew Judon. And that's only if Judon takes a massive pay cut just because something happened this year. So, and then you add, let's say, another seven to Skura, another five to Tyus, another another four to Jihad, another, uh, and then another five to that minimum contracts. And that's already, you know, you're close to 50 million there. And that's, and then you're only left with 15 to work with. And obviously we, we haven't signed a ton of free agents recently, uh, especially this off season. You know, our most notable was uh, acquired in a trade in Kalias Campbell. So I think we could see that again next off season as well, where we make our most notable move through a trade simply because we can't afford some of the free agents. Um, some of the free agents I want to go over actually are a uh, few in the running back spot. Um, obviously, it's not a huge need for us, but you never know. I mean, something could happen with with Mark Ingram. Potentially, we trade him, even though he's on his, even though he's on a great contract, and he's still, I still believe he has a couple of years. Um, a couple of the big names are uh, Kenyon Drake, um, Todd Gurley, uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Aaron Jones, um, Marlon Mack, uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, Alvin Kamara, and James Conner. That's another decently big one. Derrick Henry is is a free agent. Now, obviously, like I said, running back is not a huge position of need, and nor am I ever an advocate for paying a running back big money because I, I do believe that it's one of the most replaceable positions in the league, and Mark Ingram can vouch for that as he's only on a contract of $5 million this year, and he's playing at a top-10 running back level. So, you know, I, I don't believe that paying a Derrick Henry, you know, $15 million a year or paying a, a Alvin Kamara $15 million a year when we have um, Marlon Humphrey, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, Ronnie Stanley, Orlando Brown, Matthew Judon, we have all these other pieces to pay. So... I don't really believe that us making a splash in the running back market next year is is really the way to go. I, I don't believe it is, and I don't believe that we will because I believe that what we did in the draft this year in drafting J.K. Dobbins set us up to not have to do that next year, and I believe that J.K. Dobbins and Justice Hill will form a great one-two punch for a lot of the years to come. Um, you know, I, I do believe that J.K. Dobbins has the potential to really be the Ray Rice of Baltimore if if there was no elevator incident with Ray or with Ray Rice. Um, I believe he has that potential to really set records in Baltimore. You know, he was a record setter at Ohio State. So, well, I, I don't believe that this is the year that J.K. Dobbins will do it. I do believe that in two years when he is the full-blown starter because Gus is no longer with us potentially and and Mark is probably no longer with us after his contract, then I believe that will be his time to shine. 
So I, I don't I don't see us dipping in in the running back market next off season, um, unless if it's for someone you know a bit cheaper. Um, some of those names could be um, Wayne Gallman actually comes up, uh, Rex Burkhead potentially, um, Amir Abdullah, um, Malcolm Brown even, um, Damian Williams potentially. You know guys that aren't going to be ten plus and just be in that five to to eight million dollar range. And I just want to go over a quick thing with the cap room. Um, you know, I, I said that we were scheduled to be around 70 million. Obviously that is going to change with the COVID impact with, with fan sales, not being, not going to be nearly as high. I think it's going to be about a fifth of what they were the last couple of years. If, if there are even fans in stadiums, so it'll be about a fifth of what they were in years past. So that's, that's bound to make the cap go down. Um, I don't know how much. I don't believe it'll be a ton. But if the, if there is games lost this year, like due to a um, a constricted schedule because they need to get things going because of COVID, then that will also blow it down. So it'll, it'll be interesting. I think last week we talked about we talked a lot about COVID and potentially doing contracts to percentage of the cap space. Um, and, you know, maybe that could be a play with Ronnie Stanley, um, you know, that we, you know, I said earlier in the show that we could, that we would probably have to pay him 23 plus million a year. So, you know, maybe we tell him, you know, we give you, I want to say 23 million is about close to a little, probably, I think it's close to 10%, I want to say, Um so we could tell Ronnie Stanley, you know, we'll give you 10% of what the cap space does. And obviously that will fluctuate the next couple of years because of this. So I, I think we are going in an age where percentage of the cap is potentially the way to go in these next coming years, because there's so much uncertainty of what the fan situation and what the revenue situation will look like. So I think that we could even see us, as early as next off season. And maybe Ronnie Stanley does do that. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on, but you know, we're, we're not going to have a lot of money regardless to really work in the free agent market. Unless if we, you know, really only prioritize Ronnie Stanley uh, to resign and everybody else is let go for whatever reason, which obviously won't happen. So you have to, you know, account another 30 million there. And obviously the big if is if, if we don't prioritize paying Ronnie Stanley, which would be a very dumb decision because left tackles are one of the premier spots in the league to find. So I, I really think that we will end up prioritizing Ronnie Stanley and, you know, you know, teams, teams are often said to have a window of a Super Bowl run with a quarterback on their rookie contract. And obviously that window for us is now. And we, are about to go into a time period where things could get a little tricky. You know, we have a lot of stars that need contracts, new contracts, and that's just a credit to how we've drafted these past few years. You know, some of them, most of them, if not all of them, are all coming off the rookie contract. So, you know, it's just like I said, it's a credit to how we've drafted these last couple of years, but it's also going to put us in a situation where, we are going to lose a star. It's bound to happen. We can't keep everybody, especially when, you know, Mark Andrews is going to command 10 plus a year. Marlon Humphrey is going to command 15 plus a year. 
who knows what Lamar is going to command. That's going to be 35-plus at least, maybe even 40-plus, maybe even more. Ronnie Stanley, at least 20-plus million. And, you know, the list goes on. Orlando Brown is at least 10-plus million. So we're not going to be able to keep everybody. So we're just going to have to keep drafting well. And, you know, I think we did a great job in the draft this year. So that will set us up for another four to five years of success, hopefully. It just depends on the cap situation. But going back to looking at some of the free agents of next year, um, I don't think we'll we'll splash in the running back market. Um, One interesting free agent is former Raven Kyle Juszczyk. Um, I don't believe that we would be able to sign him because I don't think he left Baltimore on good terms. Um, And we we obviously have Pat Ricard, but Kyle Juszczyk was actually a name that I heard some of our fans thinking about for next offseason, but that's one I don't I don't see happening to be honest. Um, so you know, not much is going to happen in the fullback market since we have Pat Ricard and we're pretty much set there. I think one free agent market that we could potentially look at is the wide receiver market. Um, you know, we are potentially losing Willie Sneed potentially. Uh, we don't know yet. Um, Chris Moore is a free agent if uh, next off season if he even makes the team this year. Um, so we don't have a lot of free agents in the wide receiver spot, but the free agent market actually looks pretty good. Um, you know, some of the notable names are Allen Robinson. That was one guy that we looked at a couple years ago that I believe we actually came pretty close to signing, um, if I remember correctly. Um, another guy is A.J. Green, uh, you know, very – Injury prone the last few years, but still, when he is healthy, he's a top ten receiver easily. And you know, if if him and Cincinnati don't end up being on good terms, well, we could potentially slide in there, be the rival team that pays him a good bit, and and that would be an unbelievable one-two punch with him in Hollywood. Um, another one, actually, from the rival team is uh, John Ross. That's one that I'm a little intrigued with because he obviously hasn't lived up to his hype but he wouldn't be insanely expensive. He has a lot of potential, maybe. Um, it's it's really yet to be seen in the NFL. And to be honest, we're not a great team at really developing receivers have, as we've seen the last few years. I hope Hollywood will be that exception. Um, so that's one to potentially look at maybe on the, a little bit on the cheaper side. Um, Kelly, Kenny Galladay. Or Galladay, excuse me. Um, he's a free agent. He would be on the more expensive side. And Detroit's actually in a bit of a tough situation. They have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones both as free agents next offseason. So those are two to look at as well. But they'll both be a bit more expensive. Um, and you have Kenny Stills and Will Fuller as potential options. Um, T.Y. Hill, or T.Y. Hilton, excuse me. Um, D.D. Westbrook would be a very solid option, actually. Um, Sammy Watkins, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen would be unbelievable if the Chargers don't end up signing him, but he would also take up quite a lot of cap space. Um, Cooper Cup is a free agent. Um, that would be a lot of cap space as well. Um, there's there's quite a few guys, to be honest. And, you know, I, th- I think, again, the wide receiver market is one to look at, but I'm just not sure how we're going to afford some of these guys. You know, the Juju Smith-Schuster is another free agent, and Chris Godwin's another free agent. And so, 
you know, there's a lot of guys that are very notable names that we're just going to get outbid on, honestly. And so that I, I, I just don't see us dipping really in the wide receiver market simply because we we just don't have, we just don't have the space to, to really make it work. Um, you know, again, I, I can't reiterate this enough. I think we really have to focus on our own homegrown talent, um, you know, and, Eric Tacosta has done a great job of that, of really trying to lock up Baltimore's homegrown talent that we've drafted, like I just said. So, you know, there's I, – I don't really see us making a lot of splashes on the offensive side in free agency. Um, I think Devin DuVernay and James Roche, Hollywood Brown, all very young pieces that I think will be, play a vital role for us in the future – um, so I, I don't see as making a splash in the in the wide receiver market. Now in the draft, I could definitely see us continue to try and draft receivers until we seriously find that answer. Um, and maybe we do this year. Maybe maybe the answer is you know the James Forche and and um, and Devin Duvernay combo along with um, Hollywood Brown putting on 20 pounds of muscle. He's 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 definitely one of my my biggest guys that could potentially break out this year. So I think, I think that trio could potentially be our future. So I don't, I don't see us really dipping into the, um, to the wide receiver market. Now there is one market that I believe we might, we might dip in just, I think it depends on what happens with Maggie, with Matthew Judon. And now you know where I'm going with this. I think it could be the edge market. There are a lot of names in this market next offseason. I think one of one of the first ones I see is Takaris McKinley. He's not a guy that's honestly produced a lot for Atlanta, but he's still still be very good. Um, you know, he wouldn't be on the more, more expensive side. He'd be a bit cheaper. He's a very high upside guy, I'd say. He's a former first-round pick, so that's one to keep an eye on. And obviously one that – Still, who knows what's going to happen with him? And the fans have been screaming for him for a long time. Is Yannick Ngakwe? Now he's going to be twenty plus million a year. So that that's one that I really don't see, and I really, I really kind of wish you know the fan. I think the fan base kind of has moved on, um, but I really wouldn't get our hopes up with him, despite him being a Maryland guy. I just I don't see us paying twenty million dollars for him. Um, uh, Taco Charlton's actually a free agent next year. He's obviously not produced as much, um, but it'll be interesting to see what he does in Kansas City. Uh, I was actually a big fan of his in the draft and a bit surprised to see how he really hasn't developed in, or how he didn't develop in Dallas, I should say. So I think seeing how he does with the Chiefs will be a big one. Um, actually, looking at this, the Chargers are in a bit of a mess next year as well. They have Joey Boza and Melvin Ingram both as free agents. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a big payday for them to look over. And obviously those two guys would be unbelievable getting either one, but again, just huge paychecks that we're not gonna be able to afford. And to be honest, I, I really think we need to start looking at just signing our own guys and just keeping this team together. You know, we have a good thing going. If if just a you know if the ball bounces different lastly or last year and and we you know convert on a long third down or Seth Roberts doesn't drop that long pass you know it's a different 
it's a different deal last year, and I and I really believe that. And I think that this year this team has the potential to do great things. So why I just don't see the sense in really trying to pay guys outside but when we really have a good thing going right now. Um, obviously, I think a couple of the other guys that um, the fan base may want to look at, I'm not exactly sure. Um, one being Bud Dupree. That's a pretty big name. Um, Shaq Barrett is actually one that the the um, that the off or that the fan base wanted this off season. Um, another two being Ryan Anderson and Ryan Kerrigan. Um, two pretty solid guys from Washington. But like I said before, I think this is a market that we could dip in. But I just I again I don't see us really throwing in more than more than 10 million to this spot. I, th- I think, honestly, the two areas where we may dip is just edge and defensive line. Um, you know, our defensive line is a bit older with uh, Derek Wolf and Brandon Williams and Clive Campbell. I still think we have a few years with them. Um, but after that, you know, who knows? Obviously, we did a good job in the draft this year, adding depth there. Um, so I, th- I think we set ourselves up well for whenever the day comes that they won't be there. Um, and that could be in a couple of years, could be, could be five years, could be, who knows? We don't, we don't know. Um, so I think we did a good job really setting us up for there. So I don't, I don't see us really dipping into the defensive line market that much. Um, one market that maybe we get some depth would be the linebacker spot. Obviously, drafting Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison um, this year, that's probably not going to happen. Um, we're not going to spend too much there, I take it back. Um, I, I could see us again bringing in a vet and just giving them a low contract and just letting them bring provide depth. And, um, you know, but again, I don't see us really, really having a whole lot there as we have a youth movement going there. So I don't see a whole lot there. Um, one market maybe we potentially might is the corner spot. I think we're in a bit of a tricky situation um, with what we do regarding Marlon Humphrey. Uh, I, I will probably lose Jimmy Smith next off season, and then that following off season we would have to pay Marlon Humphrey. Well, we've already paid. We've already paid Chuck Clark. We've already paid Marcus Peters. We've already paid Earl Thomas. How much money do we want to throw into our secondary? And I'm all for paying Marlon Humphrey because I believe he's a top three corner in this league, and I stand by that. But, again, at what point does it just become too much money? Do we potentially need to trade Earl Thomas even to try and free up some of that money because – Deshaun Elliott blows up this year or, or something, or uh, Geno Stone does, you know, comes in very well. Um, it just, it depends. We, we need to figure out how much money we really want to spend in that cornerback spot because we, we have a lot tied to it right now. And it's just going to be more and more and more when Marlon's contract comes around because in my opinion, he's going to make a lot more than, than Marcus Peters did. I, I honestly feel like that. I feel like he could be close to 20 million. I know that that's a huge number, and I I don't know if we'll be able to afford him. Obviously, I hope we will, but that's a tricky spot to be in. Um, 
And honestly, there's not a whole lot in the cornerback market. There's some big names in Jalen Ramsey. That's a huge one that we want to be able to to afford. Um, not not a used to be big one in Xavier Rhodes. Um, who knows how he comes back this year? Um, some smaller ones being Daryl Worley, uh, Chidobe Awuze, um, William Jackson the uh, third. There's not honestly a, a lot of names in that field, so. I'm all for re-signing Marlon Humphrey, but I, I just believe it could be a bit difficult, honestly. Um, you know, just like I said, being being the fact that we still have quite a few guys to pay, and I think I think that I'm not sure how how much Lamar is really going to make, but I really think we need to set up for that for that off season to focus on being able to pay for him. I think with Lamar, his contract fully depends on what happens these next few years. I, I don't believe that that Lamar – I honestly don't believe that any quarterback giving them a 10-year contract is really a good idea. Um, so this is no shot at Lamar because I've been on the bandwagon of him staying healthy for his entire career, knock on wood. And I I've also been on, you know, one of the front runners of – his injury history is so low. Him taking hits or his hit taking is so low, and him potentially getting hurt is so overblown by the media. So this is no hit on Lamar, but I just don't see how giving him more than a five-year contract is a good thing. I'm all for paying him, especially if he wins us the Super Bowl. So maybe that means we give him a five-year contract. It's going to be a crazy number, but maybe it ends up being 50 a year. That's, again, if he wins the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm just not a big proponent of giving more than five years for any player in the league. I honestly wasn't a huge fan of the Chiefs even giving Mahomes a 10-year contract. I just feel like if Mahomes takes one bad hit, then they're in cap hell for a long, long time. So... Obviously, you can't really look at it like that since Lamar and Mahomes are two generational talents. But I'm again, I just I can't reiterate this enough. I'm I'm not a huge advocate of really giving guys more than five years. Now, I I do think that that he will command a lot of money. It's going to be five years north of two hundred, and then you got to think about how big Ronnie Stanley contract will be. That could be five years north of 100. Marlon Humphrey could be three years north of 45, maybe even north of 50. Uh, Mark Andrews could be four years north of 40. Um, I mean, th- there's just there's a few other free agents that I'm blanking on right now, but it's just going to be it's going to be it's honestly going to be a struggle to keep everyone, like I said earlier, and I don't see it happening now. Eric Dukas has obviously been a wizard of caps and I I believe if there is one GM that can do it it'll be him so I really think it's possible but you know we'll have to uh, we'll just have to wait and see what you know who who ends up staying who ends up leaving who ends up taking a potential pay cut to maybe stay here and you know maybe maybe win it all in these next few years maybe they maybe they take the you know the ring chasing over the money but you obviously can't expect everybody everybody to do that because at some point this is, you know, these are, 
these guys careers and you know they want to make money they need to set their family up for life and they put their body through hell so them wanting to get a paycheck is completely understandable but you obviously always hope that you know at some point these guys will maybe take a hometown discount but uh that'll actually do it for today's uh for today's show guys i wanted to thank anyone who tuned in uh, obviously it was a bit unorth- unorthodox with just being a solo show but I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, next week, we will be here at the same time, same place. And we wanted to give a special shout out and thank you to the Right Way Sports Network. Uh, this was the Ravens Flock, episode 11. Thank you guys. Have a great week. Thank you for taking the time to listen in to our podcast produced by the Right Way Sports Network. Subscribe to our channel for more awesome content and follow us on social media on Instagram at TWSNet, on Twitter at TWSNet, and on Facebook at the Right Way Sports Network. And remember, there's only one way to get your sports news and updates, and that is the Right Way.